We all know that parenting adds a whole new level of complexity, challenge and demands on our marriage. That is why I'm excited about our guest in the studio today, Yvonne Godfrey. Yvonne is the founder of the Miomo program and passionate about helping young people transition into adulthood. She also works with parents to help them raise responsible adults. And in our conversation today, she shares a few tips that will help breathe life and healthy family rhythms back into your home. We hope you enjoy part one of our interview with Yvonne Godfrey. Kia ora, Vainantia from Family Life. And welcome to another episode of the Family Life New Zealand podcast. This is a special edition today because we've got a special guest in studio. So as usual with me in studio, I've got Steve Hooper. Kia ora, welcome. Great to have you on the program. Yeah, and uh, joining us this morning, uh, especially to share with us around the topic of parenting and how we empower our kids, we've got Yvonne Godfrey. Mm. Good morning, Yvonne. Hello to you both. Lovely to be here. Yeah, lovely to have you. Now, now, Yvonne, for I know a lot of our uh, New Zealand listeners, you know, may have heard of you before. They may have seen you on the telly. They may have had their kids go through one of your programs. But for those of our listeners that don't, do you mind uh, just giving us the, the elevator pitch? The elevator pitch. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, I'm the founder of the Miomo program. That's M-I-O-M-O. People get a little bit confused with that one. But it just stands for making it on my own. And my mm. passion is to transition young people through to adulthood. And in that process, I discovered that I had to take the parents with me. Uh, gotcha. that, that it was a team effort. It's a team event to get our young young ones through to adulthood. So that is probably my main claim to fame. On the back of that, I was headhunted for the World's Strictest Parents, which is the <laughs> TV reality show that I did. Uh, with oh, two, I have not awesome. seen yeah, that, actually. Yeah, well, that cool. is, that, that'll just uh, transform your life. Uh, <laughs> two, two feral young Australians came to live with me for seven days and I had a microphone uh, on me and a camera on me for 18 hours a day for seven days. Okay. The idea was that I had to turn these feral kids around to be uh, great human beings, which of course we, we did, uh, but at great cost <laughs> to okay. me personally, uh, because it was very tiring. But anyway, that, that was a wonderful opportunity. And then I've also done a fair bit of media now with some television and uh, I do a radio show reasonably regularly on ZB and sometimes on National Radio New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, no, brilliant. I've seen uh, maybe one or two of those interviews, and uh, yeah, such a such an honour to have you in us in our in our studio today, uh, recording. Mm, thank you. So, I mean, yeah, the the I mean, that's a mouthful, and I'm sure there's lots of bits and pieces we can talk about uh, today. But I think, um, you know, for our listeners, we we thought about how do we empower those because you know, as you know, our main um, audience are couples in marriage, navigating the the challenges of building flourishing relationships. But often the kids play a big part in how that those relationships flourish. And ultimately as parents, uh, our, one of our biggest jobs is to do a good job at raising healthy, flourishing individuals. And so we, always, we also say, you know, a big part of staying together is not only about us staying together, but it's also about giving our kids the head start they need in life. So I guess uh, to frame up today's conversation, we, we're looking at a few practical things that, that you can do as, as parents to empower your kids, because that's what we, re we really want to do. We want to empower our kids. I mean, uh, you, you talk about this uh, quite a bit, Yvonne, in terms of stepping up and stepping aside. Uh, tell us what you mean when you, mm. when you 
use that phrase? So as we help our children mature, we have to give them opportunities to grow into that maturity. So we're asking our children to step up, to grow, to learn, to be more. But if we don't make a space for them to experience that and to practice that, then it just causes more tension. So parents will often say to me, I just want my kids to lift their game. I just want them to do X, Y, Z. But they don't realise that they have to teach that, Mm. that they have to equip for that. And then they have to get out of the way to allow it to happen and substandardly. So in other words, we're looking for progress, not perfection. Mm, We we want our children to do things, but when they do it, we criticise it. I mean, I'm generalising, but that is is what causes the tension. Oh, you know, one parent said to me, my kid wants to wash the car, but, oh, you know, he won't do it as well as me. (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to throttle him right there Mm. Uh, because here was this young man willing to do take care of the outside of the house. He wanted to uh, he wanted to sweep the driveway, he wanted to wash the cars and he wanted to do the lawns. But Dad didn't want him to because... Can you Dad, uh, send him to our place? Oh, <laughs> well, that, that was, of course, the reason he was wanting to do that was because it was in preference over doing the vacuuming oh, okay. and There's cleaning the toilets. Okay. No, well, this is what we do in our, in our program. We do what we call a living optimally agreement, which is a, a moral agreement. It's not a binding contract, but it's, mm. a, it's a way to help everyone know what their role is. I say be fair, be clear and put it in writing. So Mm. when we do that, it means our children are clear on what's expected from them. Mm. It means our parents know what they've got to teach their children in order to be able to expect that from them. And then it's about negotiating who does what. So this young man wanted to do the outside, but dad had an expensive car and an expensive property and it wasn't going to be done exactly how dad does it, who was in his mid forties and had been doing it for 30 years. Yep. or 28 years or something. And so I had to help that dad understand that if he would only give some ownership to his son on that, that that young man would take pride in that. Yep. Because wherever we contribute, we take ownership. Wherever we have ownership, we have pride. And when we have pride, we feel that confidence. And that's what our young people are missing is confidence. Yeah. So we've got to do everything we can to help our kids develop confidence. That's knowing what to do, how to do it, and then giving the opportunity to do it and grow within that. Yeah. And and, and I like the fact that you mentioned you're not looking for perfection, you're looking for progress because they'll do it, they'll give it a go, and it probably won't be what you expect the first time. But I've I've also learned that our response to their attempts would often be the key to whether or not they try again. Absolutely. It's interesting because I think sometimes as us as parents, and this is a good reminder for for all of us as parents, to remember that we probably didn't do it perfectly when we were their age either. Uh, We've grown into how we do it now. And so to put that expectation onto our kids that, you know, they're going to do it as well as us, is just unrealistic. Look, parents have forgotten a lot of things about what they did when they were kids. (laughs) We all do. One of the uh, areas of tension is (laughs) around bedrooms, right? So, oh, the bedrooms are a mess and and they're filthy and da-da-da-da-da-da. I say, okay, well, look, can we not worry so much about the tidiness but focus on the cleanliness? Mm-hmm. If we don't eat in the bedroom, there's no plates and of congealed noodles to collect. If we teach our kids to change the sheets on their bed at least once a fortnight and we have a pattern and a routine for that, like it's every Saturday morning, uh, every second Saturday morning, because otherwise they won't do it. Stars and the moon have to be aligned to get the motivation. <laughs> um, My wife would love this. Get, me to, get me to change this every well, second, you, you, every you second know, week. Uh, let, let, me, let me come back to that tidiness versus cleanliness. But this whole thing around getting routines in a family is what takes the tension away. 
because people respond to habits. Mm, Once they've yeah. established a habit, it becomes automatic, right? Yeah. So you've got to stop having to motivate people to do what's basic. Mm. Gotcha. That takes too much energy from both. And we want to take the thinking out of it. Take the thinking out of it. Just make it just, it's just normal. This is just what we do. So with the bedrooms, for example, don't eat in there. Change the sheets once a fortnight. Be responsible for washing your clothes. And who cares if the clean clothes are on the floor and it's their floor drobe? I love that. I said to my daughter once, stupid to ask a question like this. Why are all your clothes on the floor? She said, well, I'm keeping the carpet warm. (laughs) I said, right, okay, fine. Because look, I remember at 17, I wasn't tidy either. And I think it it can often be a personality thing. It's an age maturity thing. So let's focus on cleanliness rather than tidiness so that we're not fighting about everything. I I threatened my daughter at one stage to put nails on the floor so it would look like everything was hanging up. (laughs) (laughs) She's a little bit the same. What you're supposed to do is take a photo when it looks beautiful, uh, blow that photo up, put it on the outside of the door, right, and keep the door closed. And that way you just have this vision that the the room's tidy. (laughs) Visionary. Yeah, visionary. (laughs) I like that idea. That's great. And and you talk about this thing of... um, uh, you mentioned the word habit there and, and making the process automatic. But I think for, for many of us, if this hasn't been modeled in our life, just really practically, how do you establish family rhythms and, and what are the things maybe to consider when, mm. when doing this? One of the things that's worked really well for the families that I coach is that everybody does the housework on Saturday morning. Everybody does the yes. housework on Saturday Mum, morning. Mum, Dad, and I don't care how much you're earning, Dad, you can push the vacuum cleaner too because it's too easy. In the, in the high-income families that I work with, they get the cleaner in, they get the mm. housekeeper in, teaches them nothing mm. and doesn't create any focal point where they can do things together. So okay. so the, the purpose of cleaning the house together is to bond. Good. It's to we all own it. This is That's our good. home because otherwise it becomes mum and dad's home and we just live here. It's very easy to make it into that, you know. Yeah. Whose house is this? Yeah, sorry, you're tapping into this whole family teams thing. Yes. Whereas, you know, I've, I always say the, the best families are those that treat their marriage, their relationship, but also their relationship with their kids uh, as a team sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a lot of fun to be doing the the housework together on Saturday morning, knowing that Saturday night is family night, which is also planned, Mm. which is also everybody gets involved. And as some families, we'll just go out to dinner. I said, no, I I don't want it to cost anything. Go and buy yourself some $5 games from Kmart, the coits, the fun things, the pickup sticks, all those. I'm so retro, I'm back in style. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So get yourself some cheap games, pack of cards, whatever you need to do. All do the housework on Saturday morning. Do your sports or whatever if it works out. Otherwise, you have to pick another day. And then Friday night or Saturday night, have your family night Mm -hmm. where it's once again, it's involvement. It's not just calling the restaurant. And these are the things that help children want to be involved in the thing that make the house run. One of the advantages of the Living Optimally Agreement, which you can download from meomo.com, it's a free free tool there, is because it lists everything that is done in the home. Kids have no idea how much is actually done to run a household. So part of the education process is understanding what has to be done and then let's divvy up the jobs according to age and ability and all the other factors that come into account. And that makes a huge difference. And if the older kids are going to cook one night a week, by the way, then they have to name the night so they don't let you down. You talk about routines and yeah. rhythms and, and and working as a team. It's no good if a, a 16-year-old says, I'm going to cook every Monday night, but Monday night rolls around and something else conveniently came up. Yep, yep. 
Therefore, well, I'm sorry, love, it is Monday night, you're not, so you better make a spaghetti bolognese or a lasagna or, or something else on yep. Sunday and leave it in the fridge for us. Yep. So there's this real accountability to the team. Gotcha. And as part of that, it's helping young people understand their value. Yep. So you're a valuable team member. Even though you can add more skills to your life, which can translate into income or whatever, you personally will never become more valuable. Mm. In terms of humanity, you are as valuable when you're three as when you're 23 as when mm. you're 103. Mm. I love that. Uh, when I talk to the kids on Miomo, they really think, oh, when I get through this course, I'll be more valuable. No, no, love, you mm-hmm. already are. Yeah. You already are as valuable to me or to anybody else as you'll ever be. You can never have more or less value. You can add some skills, but you'll never have more value in terms yeah. of humanity. So it's it's that whole thing around team value but also contribution Mm. at age-appropriate levels. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I feel completely connected to my partner and 0 being I feel totally disconnected from my partner, where would you rate yourself right now? There's probably room for growth, right? Why not take some time and actively choose to take your relationship to a 10 by learning how to love and relate to one another on a deeper level. Spend one weekend with us and discover the keys to building intimacy, strengthening communication, handling life's pressures, embracing differences, fighting fair and working through conflict constructively and so much more. You'll laugh a lot, you'll rekindle romance, learn new skills and be better equipped to build a relationship that thrives. We can promise you it will be a weekend to remember. You may not reach a 10, but most couples leave on cloud nine. Join us on our next couples retreat. Register today at familylife.nz. And what I love about what you're you're talking about is it's not uh, rocket science or it's not too hard for people to do. So whether you have, you know, a good income or not, any family can be doing those sort of things saying, hey, hey, kids, um, it's Saturday morning. We've got these list of jobs to do. Who wants to do what? And we've done this in our family because sometimes when you write things down and you have a tick box, they're more likely to say, oh, I'll do that one, that one, that one, rather than coming to them and saying, I want you to clean your room, I want you to wash the car, I want you to sweep the driveway, mm-hmm. and they're getting glazed over like a possum in the headlights. And we, um, wanna, we even want to take that away yeah, because you're still dictating, you're still organising. But when someone truly owns the role... So they write the list? No, you do it together on yeah. this. You, you agree on what you're going to do. That's but good. that's their job every week. Right. If you keep changing it round, they're all over the show. Mm, good. Mm. They can you Routine. can change it from time to time so that they actually get to do all jobs. But what you want is that ah, that's right. Every Saturday morning, I sweep the driveway. That's gotcha. my job. Mm. And what time do you do it? You literally need to get down to times. I had one boy addicted to the internet, of course, addicted to gaming. And so the way we solved that was I said, okay, you can get, listen to this, you'll think this is what? (laughs) I said, why don't we do this? You can game for nine hours a weekend, but only in three, three hour blocks. And each block has to be separate. You can't run two together. Mm -hmm. And you can't do any gaming on Saturday until you've done an hour's housework, which you've got, you know what you're doing before 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or whatever it was. So he could do three hours on a Friday night, but he couldn't do any on Saturday until he'd done his jobs, That's right? good. And then he could do two, three, he could do three hours on Saturday afternoon and then three hours Sunday, right? Worked like a treat because he knew exactly what he had to do, when he had to do it, and when he did it, guess what? 
He could do whatever he liked. This is the other thing that parents are not doing. Because when if they're just um, arbitrary, arbit, well, how do you say that? Arbitrarily. Uh, the, yeah. That word. Every, <laughs> if, 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 if they're just off the cuff saying, can you do this, can you do that, can you do that, can you do that? Do you know what? It never ends. Mm. There's yeah. no downtime for the kids either, or they don't know when the downtime's going to be. Does that any, count for dads too? Yeah. <laughs> any, any minute, any, it's usually mums. Yeah. Any yeah. minute mum gets a rush of blood to the head, she shrieks out another order, right? on her timetable, on her schedule, on how she wants things done, and that's not very well thought out. But if you think it out, we're a team, I love what you've said there, um, then everybody gets a bit of a feel for how the family runs, just like your business. Yep. You see, I've got this thing, just personally, I, I like looking at tasks and finding efficient ways of doing those tasks. Mm. So I have free time. The problem is when you're always on and always, um, if you're available, your free time just becomes an opportunity to do someone else's work for them. And I think when you were sharing that story, the the thing that got popped to mind for me was freedom. So by creating a few boundaries for this uh, kid that was doing so much gaming, mm. he's actually realized, well, if I do this, this and this, the rest of my time is my freedom. And so you, you're actually teaching him responsibility because he's getting that freedom as well. T talk to us a bit about this idea of responsibility and, and freedom. Um, I know you, we've touched on this before. Just before I do, let me finish off on that. There was a wonderful advertisement campaign many years ago. You might remember it, Steve, because you look slightly older than Bainan. Yeah, anyway, thanks. Um, <laughs> do you remember? Only by a few do you minutes. remember? Just by a few minutes. Do you remember it was um, work, rest, and play? It was a TV advertisement to yeah. get the New Zealand community into understanding the difference between work, rest, and play. I use this all the time to help parents understand that our children need to work rest and play, that they need to work, rest and play. And that needs planning mm. and it needs to have a, a bit of scheduling. It can be a little bit uh, flexible, but seriously, what you were saying was right. Once you get that job done, I'm free then to rest and not feel guilty. Yep. And that's what we want to establish in our homes. Our homes have got to be safe places. They've yeah. got to be places where you want to be, not where you think, oh no, mm. uh, it's just going to be more and more tension. As, as you're sharing this morning, I, I can't help but think it, it feels like uh, reading a good Peter Drucker book on management. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, I, I, I haven't had a mother in my life since I was 10. And my parents divorced. I went onto the farm with my father and my brother, uh, milking cows, riding horses, uh, taking care of myself. I could run a household at 12. Mm. So if I do come across a little bit um, management style, it came in my life through necessity. Because we had to live. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm definitely not saying this is a bad no, no, thing. No, I know. Um, I think effective management mm. brings us that freedom. And as you're talking, I'm taking it back to home, to my home, to think yeah. where are the areas of tension? And, and this is the exact mm. thing. <laughs> my wife and I struggle around this weekend routine thing. Mm. And I think because we don't have set routines in place yet, Maybe if you talk to me in four months, that'll be mm -hmm. that'll be a different story. But I'm encouraged just listening to you. I'm thinking, okay, well, if I can do this in our organization, put together some routines, uh, establish, I guess, roles and responsibilities, we naturally know we need to do this in an organization. Why not at home? It's exactly the same. Mm. It's exact. I mean, when you leave home in the morning and you come to work, really, if it's done well, it should be the same culture. Yeah. It should be. It shouldn't be a jolt to your culture from home to work. You're spending eight plus hours a day at work. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i seeing getting a lot of freedom actually from our conversation mm. because as a 
fairly new dad. Our, our firstborn is 16 months old now. To me, it's like when I'm home, I'm there, I'm available, I'm always on. And I've just realized only a few weeks ago, this is becoming in some senses a bit tiring because I'm, I'm always there. I'm always making myself available, but I'm going all out at work. I'm going all out at home. And then where is my space? Mm. And this actually brings me hope that we can create some freedom. So yes, go all out at work, go all out at home. But then, you know, with the right planning, you can also create some margin. For everyone. For everyone. Everyone needs margin. Mm. And that is such a brilliant word. I don't think there is enough margin in any of our lives. I mean, we, we saw this through the recent uh, COVID-19. There were so many people with absolutely no financial margin. Yep. Now, we see that. That's obvious. We look in our bank and we say, yep, I've got that much money. I have or I have not got margin, right? But we don't very often look at our emotional margin. We don't very often, because we don't notice it. We don't notice that it's diminishing. We don't notice that we're tiring out. We don't notice that this low lie, and I call it the tension at home. More often than not, it's a low lying tension. Okay. It's just there. And it's almost encouraging people to be passive aggressive because they want to be good people and they don't want to say what their needs are because they feel if they say what their needs are, that takes from the other one, right? Because someone's going to have to give. But we've all got needs. We all need margin. We all mm. need to figure things out. And that's why we've got to reduce, I believe, our expectations on what we can do uh, and what we can manage. Simplify it down. I am simplifying my life constantly. I've had cancer twice. That'll simplify your life for you in a heartbeat right there. Tell you what's important, Ham. Yes. Well, what it makes you realise is how much you've overloaded yourself. So if parents are overloaded, the natural tendency, well, there's two ways actually. Some parents decide that their children should not have any stress in their lives whatsoever. So they take it all away from their children and teach them nothing mm. and load more onto themselves. Or they, that, they... That's the helicopter parent, yes, right? Yes, yes. Well, there's the, the, the phrases are just too numerous. Yeah. Uh, or they, they translate this tension into their children and have mm. everybody on high alert. So mm. those two extremes we, we've got to uh, avoid. And we only do it through chatting. That's why I love what you're doing because it gives people a chance to get away for a couple of days and just think about what they're doing for themselves, what they're offering themselves, what they're offering each other, and collectively together what that looks like as a, if you like, you know, I'm back on the management style, but mm -hmm. the leadership covering for the family. How am I presenting myself personally and as a couple to my children? Yep. What message am I sending? What is the atmosphere in my home? Because this is where it all begins. And it, just by small tweaks, you can change the atmosphere in your home, which completely brings everybody on board. Yeah. yeah. To two things you said there, the atmosphere in my home, and that's a thing as parents, as the leaders of the household, mm. you are responsible for the atmosphere. A lot of people go on blaming their kids oh, we never have any peace in this home. You're always all out making a noise. But at the end of the day, the, the parents set the standard and they set the atmosphere. But then also, I mean, you, you manage that. Uh, when you have a clear plan and you've got clarity, that actually releases tension. Mm. One, this just made me think of something. One of the negatives of working from home, by the way, 
well, that's wonderful you don't have to get into the traffic and you don't have to go out into that big bad world. One of the negatives is is that you don't have time to unhinge yourself good. from your yeah. role at work mm. to present yourself now as the father at home. Yep. And so whatever you have to do, uh, I always try to get to an appointment at least five minutes early so I can just download whatever it is that I've heard on the radio or whatever it is that's been churning over in my head on the way. When I walk into that appointment, I am present with that person yep. for them. Yep. Uh, and so once again, it's it's a mar- margin in your yep. emotions, margin in your time, margin in your expectations, margin in what you're committing yourself to. Yep. And every now and again, we need to do a spring clean as a parent to say, yep. what have I taken on? Who have I promised? What what have I got myself involved in that I just, I just, I'm just not functioning as well as I need to. Even cleaning out your clothes cupboard, if it takes you five minutes to find that white shirt that you're looking for to wear to go out today, we've got too much stuff we've yeah. got too much stuff so simplifying too eh? much yeah. stuff everywhere too many toys in the bedroom that's why it can't be tidy and you know the story just goes yeah. on and when, on when you when you talk about that the thing that pops to mind is energy management mm. and we're responsible for our own energy a little practice that i've actually started doing which has helped tremendously in this space is when i get home uh, and this is actually, I picked it up from a guy called Brendan Brashad. He's one of the leading influencers in the world today as well. But he has this simple exercise where you just breathe out, take a deep breath in and take a deep breath, well, out first <laughs> and then in. But every time you do, you do about three or four, five or four or five long breaths. You would sit there and just say, breathe out and say, release tension. And then as you inhale, you will set intention. I'm doing it while you're talking. That's brilliant. <laughs> I, can, I can see. And so as we go, we'll, we'll, we'll take a breath in and we'll go out and say release tension. And you just forget about all the things you had to worry about, all the things you, 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 um, that you're trying to solve, problems you're trying to solve. And as you breathe in, say set intention. And then you think about how do I want to show up for my family right now? And it's brilliant. It, it takes less than a minute mm. to do this. But when you do this and you step into the house, immediately you're there. You've yeah. got energy to give. Even though I've been giving so much at work, I show up with energy at home. Mm. And we, we often neglect to do that. It's a fresh energy because it's a fresh audience. Thanks for listening to part one of our interview with Yvonne Godfrey on raising responsible adults. Join us next week for part two of this conversation. You've been listening to the Family Life New Zealand podcast, where we believe that when people develop their relationship skills, their relationships flourish. If you found this conversation useful and want to help us reach more families, simply rate it, review it and share it. We'll see you next time. Family Life have been inspiring and equipping marriages and families in New Zealand since 1990. As a charity, we don't make money from our events. We rely on the generosity of people who believe in our cause. Maybe you've experienced a Family Life event. Maybe it even changed your life. Or maybe you're listening to these podcasts and wondering, how can I be involved in helping Family Life reach homes and families in our beautiful country? You can do that by becoming a friend of Family Life. Friends of Family Life are a group of people who partner with us by donating $30 a month or more to enable us to continue impacting homes across Aotearoa. Join us, because we believe when people develop effective relationship skills, their relationships flourish.
your help makes a difference. Check us out at familylife.nz donate. We'd love to hear from you.